What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode eight of Slightly Less Than Perfect. And as usual, yeah, me, Mark, I got the rebellious Ryan and the Bejeweled Breezy with me here today. So here we are and we're ready to ready to get right into it. I got a, a interesting um, out of pocket today. It's, uh, val- it's, it's, it's Valentine's Day thing. I know that was a little bit ago, but uh, this one caught my eye. So in my out of pocket for sending my girlfriend too many Valentine's Day flowers and making her sister's husband look bad. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. For initial impressions? Absolutely. How could you send your girl flowers when that other dude ain't doing shit, allegedly? Man, not so allegedly. All right. Yep. All right. So the dude gives a, um, a little brief explanation of like his situation beforehand. So he says, to explain where I'm coming from, I need to establish two things. He's like, one, I'm, I have a highly paid job that often requires me to drop everything and travel at a moment's notice. It's infuriating sometimes, but I get so well paid that I've learned to live with it. He's like, two, my girlfriend loves flowers, flowers more than anything. He's like, I get a lot of girls love flowers, but they're like her favorite thing in the world. She literally makes me stop the car for driving somewhere. And she sees a bunch of flowers and she just wants to take a picture. All right. So uh, early in the relationship, I had to miss something very important for us. And um, to make it up for, I sent her three dozen roses. She loved it. And probably as a joke, she told me that any time that I messed up or I would be leaving um, abruptly like that, I expect three dozen roses. So as a halfway as a joke and halfway as like a thing in our relationship, I've been doing it. And we've been together for three years now, and I've always sent three dozen roses without even thinking about it. Just a tradition that we both love. Okay, on to the dilemma at hand. My GF got some bad news about a family member's health and headed back to her hometown a couple weeks ago. I couldn't join. Her two sisters came back with their husbands. Valentine's Day came around, and although I wasn't, it wasn't my fault that we couldn't be together, I still felt it was my, my duty to do what I ordered me to do. So I sent her three dozen roses, candy, and a stuffed animal. The day of, I got an alert from FedEx saying that the shipment was um, going to be late. So I freaked out. Um, I freaked out. And then I thought, like, shit, she won't get any flowers or the stuff she wanted on Valentine's Day. So I, he called a local flower shop and um, resent a similar gift. Three dozen flowers, teddy bear, and uh, some candy. Turns out FedEx actually figured it out, delivered it. So she got the doubled up. The doubled up gifts, the gifts, the chocolates, the teddy bear, the cars, the, everything. She joked that I had to raise the bar now and raise the expectation. So this is what I need to get um, from now on. He's like, all jokes aside, I can tell she really appreciated the trouble I went through. The next day, I heard from her sister's husbands. They were furious with me, saying that I made them both look awful. Turns out, <laughs> this is the funny part. Turns out that one of them bought his, his wife a leftover bouquet of half-dead tulips, and the other one didn't give his wife anything at all. I guess they both were going to use the commotion as an excuse not to get their girl, their wives anything. My girlfriend ended up sharing her roses with the both of her sisters so they can both, the two of them can feel special as well, but clearly they were for me. Mm-hmm. My stinky, my instinct was to take a victory lap, but my girlfriend's mom and dad called me and explained that they thought I should apologize. While they appreciate me always making romantic gestures, I can afford to do these things while the other daughter's husbands can't. They see things, they see, wait, what's that? they see where things are going and assume we were able to have, a, we'll be a family soon, that I should take the high road and, um, and apologize. But I really don't want to because it's like kind of messed up that 
I will have to apologize for something I did for my girl when the other two dudes just chose to do what they do. So, what's he out of pocket? Man, there's a lot of gaslighting going on in these last couple out of pockets you've been sharing, bro. Like, I love the gaslighting ones because this is like, <laughs> like it's because it's like I it's, it's so interesting to me to see like because I mean all these ones like I like to think that like the people that are um, writing them in are like around about our age, like the age where you're like you're old enough to tell your parents to like f off or like you know that they're being they're being a certain way, but like, you know, or I'm a adult, I can do kind of do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's always interesting to see like these, all these old school people, like, nah, man, you shouldn't be overdoing it for other, you know, other people might have to do that. It's like, this is our relationship. Like, yeah. either way it goes, it's weird. Like, ah, go. Oh, yeah. I was wondering exactly how does the parents expect that apology to sound? Like if they were going to apologize for the situation, what wording what they use like it was very it was very rude of me to buy my girl flowers instead of buying your girl i don't know some half dead tulips uh, not, not a not a damn thing you know, <laughs> some some pocket lint uh, uh, what what did the other dudes get for for the girls you like just you, said you said it you said oh, it was yeah, the yeah. half dead tulips and the other the other dude didn't give him nothing, nothing. Yeah. yeah he didn't get huh. a pocket lint dang Man, he wasn't even trying. Didn't try. Like, Didn't do anything. Like, if there was an attempt, like, you could at least say, yeah, there was an attempt. But, like, to, to me, it, it, it's the gaslighting because it's, like, it's almost, it feels culty to me. Like, how how is everybody around this man telling him he did wrong? I'm sure his wife is on his side, but the whole family's like, you did wrong. Why? <laughs> I, that's what I was trying to figure out because it's, like. For, for, so, for example, for me and self, like, we don't really, like, Valentine's Day is, like, a big holiday for us. Yeah. So, we usually agree that we get something, we usually get something small. So, like, we oh. usually buy each other, like, our favorite candies. And, like, you know, if I buy her, like, a big box of chocolates, that's, like, what she wants. So, like, I went above and beyond. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's, like, your every relationship is different. Like, if your girl right. likes earrings are her thing, like, you can probably get her some earrings and clairs and she'll be happy if they're yeah. just, like, earrings that she will like. It's like, bro, you didn't give her, you didn't get shit. You got her some half dead tulips. You could have at least, at least sprung for a couple roses. And like, yeah. I get it. Like, if you ain't got balling like that, it's like, but if define what works for your relationship, you can't get mad at another man's relationship. Cause it's like me being like, dog, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like LeBron brought his wife a Ferrari for Christmas, for her birthday, for Valentine's Day, man. Fuck LeBron. It's like, what since, well, how stupid do I sound? <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, I, can I buy my wife a Ferrari for Valentine's Day? No, mm. but she wants chocolates. I can give her them chocolates. She's going to be just as happy as LeBron's wife is with that Ferrari. Yeah. My whole mm. thing is the hating aspect of it. Like So hating. You could do so many things. You know, you could do so many other things. You could rib them about it. You could be, you know, if, if they were, because I was going to ask you if they were joking about it. But by the end of it, I can tell they weren't joking. Nah, they were super serious about it. So I, that, that aspect of it is killing me right now. It's like, why so mad? Like, he's just doing for his so you should do for you. That should, should make you want to do better. Honestly, and that's anything I ever, anything, I, any situation I've been like that, like with, um, with a girl, like even outside, like before, before me and Sophie together, like it's like, it's how you internalize it. Because I mean, you, it's real beta mentality to just be like, oh, this dude did something for his girl. I can't do that. So I need to go be mad at him. It's like no, bro. Like find a way to do something better. Like you don't need to be exactly like him. You're a different person. Your girl's a different person than his girl is. It's like, do something 
that y'all both can enjoy or like pick something that like you can get her that she will enjoy. Like, don't be looking at the next man talking about like, yeah, you're doing too much for your girl over there, bro. I'm mad about it. It's like, you sound stupid. Hot take though. The wife is out of pocket. I was hoping that maybe she was just playing along with this, right? Because, <laughs> like, I think I, think I know it was what a, you I mean. think it was a joke. Look, not the first three. Like, the three dozen, I think that was, like, a kind of, like, a halfway joking, halfway, like, you know, it's kind of like a traditional type thing. Mm. The six, no. I feel like I'm, I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt here. I'm pretty sure this is just, like, an in-relationship, in-joke, you know. Like yeah, you can joke yeah. around with your partner like, oh, you mess up. You better give me three dozen roses. I ain't talk about drink. that. Oh, I just want to give it to her sisters. That's out of pocket. Oh. So I, I thought it's about that. Sisters. But I'm like, <laughs> she, at some point, she probably just like felt bad to her. Like she's looking at her sisters with her six dozen fucking roses mm-hmm. and her husband, her, her sisters over there. Probably kind of butt her looking at their husbands like you pieces of shit. She's kind of like, you want some? Yeah, I mean, you want some for my ivory tower? You want some of these rose petals from up here? Or, right, in the exact same breath, she could go like, oh, my roses. You can go on with your uh, pocket limping tulips. I guess it depends True, on how so. that conversation went. True, but but she the can't action. Win for losing. I, I guess that's that's the yeah. whole point. Because like her doing that, that actually makes them look bad. Not him, not the husband giving those flowers, but her like being like, "Oh, y'all don't have anything. Here's two roses for you." <laughs> well, uh, giving me an orphan food can make the uh, can make a. Uh, Selfish society look bad, but I'm just saying she, her, her sisters didn't have anything and she had too much. So she was like, yo, this will make you happy. But, I know it will have some of these roses because but, they're pretty. But what does it mean though? You're giving her, you're giving your sisters roses that came from your man that were from mm-hmm. you. So it, it means a harem. <laughs> <laughs> what? You just what? said it. Just you just it said it. Uh, 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 I think I don't know, man. Because like I thought about that too, and I was just like, yeah, because it, it depends on what their sisterhood is like. Because like I've seen sisters like just be catty bitches to each other, but then yeah. sisters be like loving or like everything in between. So it's like, yeah. but I think the most out of pocket was the two husbands, though, because it's like, bro, y'all could have, you could have did literally, literally. Because my thing too is like, just for being a married man, it's like. Some family member is like in a bad way, somehow, some shape or form. And it's Valentine's Day. Like, to me, you should double down on like whatever you were thinking about doing. Like, you know, it's like if, cause obviously like Valentine's Day is supposed to be like a lovey dovey holiday anyway. And it's like, it sounds like the wives like are fans of Valentine's Day. So like one, few things. One, your wife's a family Valentine's Day. Two, someone is injured or something happened to them and like they're going to have to, you know, deal with that, whatever that means, if it's a funeral or if it's like just staying in the hospital, whatever. And it's like, you couldn't even have a decency to get her flowers to say like, you know, I'm sorry for your, maybe sorry for your loss or like, you know, you know, we have to come out of here, come out here and be, you know, deal with this or whatever, whatever, like, you know, to get her something, a little nice something for that. It's like, like, bruh, you, know, you took every opportunity you had as a husband and you fumbled the bag. I will say, you know, um, this story, it is coming from the mouth of the husband. True. So, yeah. no matter what, there will be a little bit of bias in it, even if it's just a positional bias where he only knows what's been revealed to him. Yeah. I'll say he did say that he has a very high-paying job. So, 
I'm saying the fact that he says this probably means that he's making more than the rest of the family yeah. is one way or another. Mm-hmm. It could be possible that the other man just didn't have the means to do, you know, something nice for their their partners. But that's on when Valentine's. I, that's when I say like even if you don't have the money and like you need to do something. Yeah, yeah. I say if you don't have the means to do something nice, you know, to buy something for your partner, just learn how to cook and cook them a really nice meal. Just show that you're trying to do something for them. If you uh, just do your best at making something for them and to I consume, even if you can't do anything else, you'll at least show them that this is a special day for you and you want to share it with them. Yeah, and that's, that's what I was getting at, because I'm like, I just don't feel like they were just, they do went to fucking Kroger, <laughs> found the tulips in the yeah. front for like three ninety five, ripped the tag off, and was like, mm. it does <laughs> feel like that. <laughs> so I'm like, from the way it was described, uh, just a bunch of half-dead tulips, it's like, you know, you could have cooked her a burger instead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. heart shaped ketchup on it. Yeah, you know, see, see, give her some omu rice. (laughs) Say I love you and ketchup. That would have done it until work the next day when she heard everybody else talking about what they. (laughs) I mean, it would have bought you a day. It would have bought you a day day to figure something else out. Yeah, it would have been better than the pocket lint. It would have been better. I'm thinking there's more to the story in regards to that though, because I think what I'm hoping is that they're young. I'm hoping they're super young. That is true. We don't have their side of the story at true. all. True, we don't have their side. But I like to think that, like, if it's two daughters, I'm thinking too that she's got to be the youngest daughter too. Like, Which one? The one um, with the getting the flowers, mm-hmm. because it's just like it just to me just adds an extra layer of uh, why it will be like this. Fair enough, you know, the youngest because the two old daughters are older. They're married already. Mm-hmm. They've been married for X amount of years. Then like. Younger sister got the high boyfriend with the high paying job, whatever, treating her all magical, whatever. And another mm. sister kind of like the husbands are like, oh, look at this dude. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I'm guessing the one who didn't get anything either, either they are they aren't so deep into their relationship, either that or they have somewhat of. I mean, they're married, so I, mean, I don't know what the fuck. Oh, they are husband. It is husband yeah, and wife. Husband and wife. The, not, oh, right, the, two the, husbands. The one right. with the. Getting the roses and stuff is boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm, but the other two are married. Are married. The two other two sisters are married. Confirmed. Wow. I can only imagine that if you aren't getting your girl, I mean, let's all agree, Valentine's Day is a bullshit holiday. Yeah, we agree. let's get that out the way. But that's what I say. Like it depends. Whatever your if your partner likes the holiday, that's the thing. You have to like the holiday you, too. You have to do something for your partner. It's, it's mandatory. Even if even if it is a bullshit holiday, if other people are getting stuff and your partner is getting, unless you guys have agreed that this yes. is this isn't something we do. Mm-hmm. Then you're gonna have to make an effort to to get something. But I'm thinking like if he didn't get anything at all, and they're married, then that has to be <laughs> something else, right? Either they hate each other, or <laughs> or they just don't do that. They just don't do holiday. Maybe they agree holiday is a bullshit. That's the only thing I can see. Like, but the the interesting twist of that though is the parents though, because the parents specifically yeah. say like you make too much money. Everyone else doesn't <laughs> yeah. make money like that, so they out of pocket. I know the parents out of pocket, but it's like so that that to me says like I don't know, I don't know. The parents are super out of pocket. They shouldn't be saying like, "Yeah, man, you're treating my daughter too well. My other my other son in law can't treat my the other daughters this well. So chill out, bro." Mm-hmm. Uh, parents, uh, especially of the older generation, they've got a sort of just keep the house calm mentality. 
where they will try to sort of mediate for anything. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When yeah. it's like, nah, bro, sometimes you got to kick up a storm. Like, you know, tear the walls yeah. down and rebuild. rebuild. Yeah. Not, mm-hmm. man. I feel like the two husbands have probably discussed the boyfriend a lot previous to this yeah. incident. So there's probably still some... There's probably some bad blood the boyfriend doesn't know about that had been boiling in the background for who knows how long. And, um, yeah, too, especially that's one another thing that makes me think she's younger. Cause just what you said there, it's like if they've been married for like, let's even say like four or five years, like they've been on, they've been together with the family, family dinners, whatever, you know, they exchange like thoughts and whatever. And it's like they built a, a new, a community, so to speak. And it's like, little sister gets a new boyfriend. It's like, you know, you're the new man on campus. So you're coming into it. So it's always going to mean, I feel like when you go into, when you're dating anyone that's in a, a tight knit family, it's always going to be like a little bit of, not necessarily animosity, but a little bit of like outsider syndrome. Yeah. Outsider syndrome, like, like kind of protective or whatever, especially, you know, just people are super protective of their daughters anyway. Just like, that's just life. So it's like, you know, it's a lot of things going into it. So I feel like, uh, yeah, like you say, like the dude is just just cards are stacked against them. It seems like, and mm-hmm. he just, mm-hmm. you know, and he just mm-hmm. outshining everybody. Like shit, sorry, surprised yeah, yeah, yeah. I get her, I get her three dozen more, bro. She happy, <laughs> he happy, they good. And it's like I'm thinking about this too. It's like because when there's I was reading this, like I read it as like from the guy's point of view. Then I read it like if I was the parents and I was like, if Emma's dating this person and they just and they just buying her roses and she loves roses, it's like I'm happy. Yeah. And my daughter's happy. Yeah. I'm happy. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to shit on two little knuckleheads that's not really in the world. Right? Yeah. 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 Like your I'm, I'm, your yeah. sons-in-laws. Yeah. 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 I'm like, this is dipshits. Yeah. This is how you treat so, This is how you treat your partner. Yeah. That's why that's the, the, the gaslight is the thing that gets me. It's yeah. like, why? <laughs> <laughs> no, Come on, I parents. Don't. Come on. Make this make sense, please. <laughs> the gaslighting. I didn't realize that until you said it. I did pick all the gaslighting Man, ones. Man, <laughs> it pisses me off because that's the thing that makes sane people feel crazy. It's like, I know I'm not crazy. But Especially in that situation was like him yeah. and his, his girl are like, she's like, he's like, that's too much. She's like, no, nah, no. Nah. And the sister's like, no, nah, nah, I did too, too much. And you got like the two other husbands and like mom and dad are like, no, nah, bro, you did too much. It's like, huh? <laughs> Ow. You're out here buying all these roses twice. <laughs> That's crazy. What you trying to do with my girls? You've been dating for three years. <laughs> <laughs> so dope. We don't make that much money. Apologize. Apologize to me. <laughs> Apologize to me because I don't make enough money to treat my girl good. You make too much money. You treat your right. girl too good. Mm-hmm. Learn how to cook, dudes. It, just, just learn how to cook. She'll appreciate you for it. So even as a man, I don't know if I have the balls to say that to another man. Oh no, I don't make, I don't make enough no, money to treat my girl. I would internalize it if it was about myself. <laughs> that's Dang. as a human, I'm that's like, what dude, I would do. You know how much gall you have to do? Walk up to a dude, like, bro. I hate you because you spend too much money on your girl, and I can't do that. Mm. <laughs> it's like, dude, like, <laughs> I couldn't say that. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to even realize that, man. That's something you're supposed to go to a psychologist to learn about. Mm. Oh, man. I get super sad to have character development, and it would make me like work harder at work to make more money. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's kind of how I do it. But then, like, yeah. I know myself, I'll work harder for like six months, and I'd be like, go back to, man, fuck this shit. Same. Same. Yeah. Same yeah. Valentine's Day is shitty anyway. So like, oh, man. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. 
is what it is. But uh, we're on to our our new topic. Breeze, you want to get us into it? Oh, for sure. So um, last week we did mention that uh, we were going to watch a movie, but uh, for reasons. <laughs> it's okay, Breezy. I, I forgive you. That man. I won't go it's into. Right, we didn't man. get to. We didn't get to do that segment last week. So this week, that was me. Two movie segments. That was and, me. Uh, people. And it's okay because Ryan did watch four hours of delicious horror movies, and uh, we are caught up. So this episode, we'll be reviewing two awesome movies: The Thing and Invasion of Body Snatchers, nineteen seventy eight version, nineteen seventy eight version, and. Um, the, the thing, thing it's a couple different thing versions, I think, as well. We saw 1982, so, version. Yeah, it was like 80 something, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we just get started. Um, which one are you talking about first? I watched the thing first, okay. Same, okay. Me too. Me we all watched the thing first, okay. So, right. how'd you guys feel about the thing? You want to you wanna go first, Ryan? Yeah, all right, go for it. Ooh, so first, let's get the elephant out of the room Among Us. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It, was. it was. It was Among Us. This it is where good. Among Us started from. Yeah. The whole <laughs> Among Us, yep. the whole thing. Yeah. Also, RE4, also Parasite. Oh, yeah, RE4. Uh, holy crap, man. Yeah. I saw a whole bunch of death sequences yeah. in RE4. Oh, this one? Watching. Yeah. Yep, that oh, one. Oh, <laughs> face clamp. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yep. Oh, Parasite, one of my favorite peak animes. Loved yeah. it. Yeah. I didn't quite finish it. Saw a lot of it, but I didn't quite finish Parasite. You should, you should mm-hmm. finish it. Really, but um, really good. Yeah. So, about thing, suspense masterpiece mm-hmm. in a way that they kind of just don't do nowadays. Yes. It's like it's really something. And I, before I go any further, anyone who hasn't seen the thing and in Invasion of the Body Snatch- Snatchers, I suggest you just skip ahead to the timestamp that. I'm going to have someone edit in right now. Hmm. Masterpieces. Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoilers all day. Spoilers all day. Hmm. You, you need to watch these movies. But for the thing, kill all humans. Yeah. Incredible. Movies just don't have downer endings like that anymore. It's, it's the ending that's open to interpretation. Yes. Open that's what I like about it. I like it. And it did it, yeah. did it. it was a better ending to me than Inception hmm. because it made it. It made more sense. If I don't know yes. if that makes sense, but it makes because they were just like, we're gonna do whatever we can to keep it from any humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did we? <laughs> and they were like, and they were like, yo, man, even if we did or didn't, it doesn't matter because we're both about to die. So mm-hmm. why don't we just not even worry about it? Yeah. So we have no idea how it ends. No sequels to the movie. No, just a no sequ, just a prequel, just but a prequel. no sequels. They did not turn this into a money, cash, cow, trash, feet fiesta like they did so many other visionary movies that eventually just got turned into action series in the eighties. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say any names, but you know, most of them. Are you if you know, you know. Yeah, Fair. yeah. just uh, I love just downer endings that are just like. This isn't a story where survivors survive, you know? Yeah. Uh, humans don't necessarily win in these. And that gives it a whole sort of sort of somberness that mm. I just don't see nowadays. Which was perfectly matched by the credits theme after. When yeah. you cut to it, you get that 80 synth of haunting melancholy. Yeah. Yep. Man, I listen to that. That credits thing about three times after the movie ended because it's just I was just just in that moment just like damn this was a good movie like, holy shit 
what uh, my favorite part was the um the character the character interactions like that was that's what sold yeah. me because like yeah. how people deal with grief and how people deal with loss in so many different ways and they gave you every range of like emotion like people going through different emotion like and it it was just it, it that was a that was my favorite part like seeing everyone kind of spiral into madness and then like get to a certain point and like rally out of it to only get <laughs> dropped right back in the <laughs> hole to try to come out of it again yeah. and it was I was just like. And then the um, well the things too is like I love the layers of it. So like, one you're like you're in an Antarctica and it's like all right cool you're in an Antarctica. I mean like it's kind of isolated, so yes. it's ice. It's like that's cool. Yeah. But then like you're in this like, um, community I'm, community yeah. type deal or whatever. It was and like a army base, right? I want to uh, say it was a research army outpost. research of some sort. Yeah. yeah. Like so you get these researchers or whatever. So you get like so that's an easy way to get like all these different types of personalities and stuff. And I love how they had like. Everyone had like their different job codes and stuff, and they kind of did like, um, you know, different personalities and stuff. So like you had, and then they they slowly show you like the character interactions, like who likes who, who doesn't like who, like who's cool with who, and then like so you get that, and like that builds up a little bit of the tension, and then like um, the dog coming in, and it's like all right, open it. Now opening is like yeah. why are these why are these dudes shooting at the dog like yeah, yeah I like I love stuff like that they yeah. come in dude start screaming in Norwegian and you're just like you have no idea what the hell's going on mm-hmm. you find out that some hickey shit happened sometime back but mm. you never really get to know what happened to them mm. but you do get to know what happened yeah. to them mm. when it happens to you mm. but it was cool too that like because I feel like a movie now made now. Someone more magically know Norwegian. Like somebody would be there, and be like, "Oh, my grandma was Norwegian, and I know a couple of phrases." Yeah. You know, yeah. and I was like, "Like that, they, they really had no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. They just knew that there was like, they went off, they they tried to shoot them, whatever. You get this chaos at the beginning, and then like after the dog comes in, it's like you get to the part that's like, then the snow starts, and then mm-hmm. it's like the snow starts. Just like, all right, well, what do we do? Because it's like snowing, we can't go outside, but the thing can go outside, mm-hmm. and it can go anywhere, but we can't go anywhere. So it's like it just it 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 did it did what um I like I really really enjoy for movies are like it gives you bite sized pieces of everything mm-hmm. all and then like it, it pieces them together in a way to like when it when you get those points like the first time you see the monster it's just like what the fuck <laughs> and it's like I think it still holds up I think it still holds up pretty good like it gives you the I mean, could it be better now? Yeah, obviously it can be better, but it's no. like, it looks... It wouldn't like, be better because CG is too clean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, something, like, yeah, because it felt... Yeah. I felt uncomfortable yes. looking at it. And the yeah. longer I looked at it, the more I felt uncomfortable. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, you're doing you're doing your part with it. Yeah, That, that was meaty. That was, uh, those are some very moist creations they made there. Man. When yeah. it became like a head with the eyes shooting out is... With oh, the legs, the legs yeah, when it went under yeah. the desk, yeah. creepiest part to me. Oh man, dude, just like the just the still mold when you saw that one half of the face was twisted yeah, up here, yeah. and the other half was the first time. Yeah, yeah when first it's, to see it. CG can't do that. Nah, that required an artist. Yeah, know? yeah, and yeah, I mean, shout out to the CG creators though. They they are artists. Mm-hmm. But their tools are too powerful. And movie makers tend to nowadays crutch on that power instead of taking something limited, you know, like what what a sculptor can get their Mm -hmm. hands on and working with that and making it what you need to be. I like the Jerusalem Limited, too. I love the fact that, like, it, it was a big compound, but literally you just had, like, outside... 
and inside. Yeah. And that was yeah. it. You didn't have these complicated, like, backdrops or anything. It was pretty much, like, office, laundry room, kitchen, like, normal stuff. Like, you can yeah. honestly pretty, probably could have shot it in the house, to be honest. With it, a lot was, of just- uh, it did have an absurdly spacious sewer, though. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that was that was <laughs> that, the movie set. Yeah. That, yeah, that was that was a, that was weird when they went downstairs. And yeah. I was like, dude, you had this shit all. Why is it so fucking messy down there, man? <laughs> I actually, the now that you say that, yeah, well, they, like, they have been there for four years, five years, or whatever. So. Right, man. Being there for five years it doesn't turn that shit into Silent Hill. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I was suddenly reminded of Resident <laughs> Evil: Cold Veronica when they went down there. I mean, the whole setting is, you know. Cole Ryan could definitely watch the, the I, I was thinking about a Resident Evil 4 the second time you meet a regenerator uh, down in the prison. Uh huh. Oh yeah, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It was it, it that was a that was that was a weird one. But I also liked that um I didn't realize so many people were in that movie. Oh Keith David. Yeah. Keith David. Um, oh yeah, you, that was pretty cool. You guys didn't recognize one person who was in there. I oh, saw the credits. What, what, what? I Wait. saw the credits. Hold on. You guys you guys never I'm, guess. Was it was it Gary? The uh he was like the commander? No, it's not that? Gary. The guy was who I, uh the guy who they locked up in the shit. Oh. You guys will never guess who he is. The doctor? Yeah, the doctor. Blair. Who was like right? uh, his name was Blair. Who was like putting a ship spaceship together? Yeah, Blair. Was it Blair? His name was Blair. Okay. That was Blair. The guy with the glasses who they yeah. locked up in the shit. You guys will never guess who that is. Mm. Diabetes. What? Wilford Brimley. That's him? That's Wilford Brimley. Oh. <laughs> Man. Mm. I, all right. Yeah. yeah. I had to I, I looked at the credits and I was like, Wilford Brimley? I looked it up. And yeah, young Wilford Brimley in, in the thing. I mean everyone young. else I can recognize. <laughs> like everyone else I recognize. Like Kurt Russell, you can imagine yeah. him. Oh, his man. solid snake. Yeah, just yeah. Kurt Russell in yeah. there. And uh um, yeah. once you hear uh Keith David the moment you know, and then like I looked at his face and I was like, Yeah. So Part that pissed me off though was uh at the beginning Kurt Russell playing um chess with the computer and this motherfucker just poured his whole oh, beer in the computer. That was eighties. That was just like an eighties. I know, but my thing is like in the eighties, that computer was probably like two bands. For sure. For <laughs> sure. Uh, that was the most unrealistic thing in a movie. <laughs> it really needed a guitar riff after he did that. <laughs> then you guys have been all right with it. No, because my thing was because think about this, it's like, all right, we're in the middle of fucking nowhere, right? Yeah. In the first couple of scenes, they're yelling at uh what's his nuts to get uh to find a radio signal, and you have a computer, but this this motherfucker just poured a beer down the computer. Yeah. Um, I mean, granted, the internet wasn't really a yeah, thing. Yeah, they probably only had, like, a couple of but different spreadsheets on they there. They probably had ARPA, you know? <laughs> they could have put something out there. <laughs> no, it was it was great, man. It was, uh, I liked the parts of it that they weren't afraid to chew the fat. That was hmm. that was the amazing uh, part portion of it. You just, like, talk to each other and... Yeah, yeah, because the- they, were, they were, like, characters... That is true. Yeah. They're, they're like actually people. People. And they had people interactions. Yeah. And that was just great, great acting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Each person knew their assignment and they were that. It felt, it felt like, it felt like what you would be in that situation. Cause one thing I didn't notice about the movie until like halfway into it, it was all guys. There were like no women in the movie at all. But it was realistic because it was like a, it was like a little science outpost at the time. Science outpost in the middle of Antarctica. Yeah, yeah, so and, it, and and it felt like it felt like dudes kind of in the military, like who just 
that mm-hmm. they got banter, they just talk shit, you know. Yeah. They, they respect each other, so they don't, they don't like each other, but yeah. they have to work because right. chain of command. And something. it wasn't just like the Disney dick in there, like the guy who was just a dick for no reason. It was <laughs> They were know, all dicks. They were all dicks. <laughs> right. And it yeah. was it was a it was it was, there were lines that wouldn't be crossed between them. You could tell. Yeah. It, it really oh. did feel like a, a brotherhood. Yeah. You know, of, Yeah, you know. true. Like once like once uh, one of those dogs, once he had to kill one of the dogs, yeah. and the the dog lover guy saw that, yeah. that was that was a a line crossing moment for him. Yeah. And after that line was crossed, he went and did some. He yeah. crossed some lines. Yeah. And it was and, you, you had the paranoia on top of that because at that yeah, point everybody true. was fucking paranoid. Bro, yeah. And everyone's yeah. sus. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's <laughs> sus. <laughs> the most intense uh, scene in the movie was the scene in the room where they were all where he was like. Doing the uh, oh testing the blood, testing oh. the blood, yeah. Yeah, 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 that was super intense. That was the only okay. I got nerves of steel because I, I played Resident Evil Four, mm. so I've I've lived the thing basically. Yeah, fair but nice. that was the closest point where I I I, I almost jumped. Oh, because I did jump <laughs> when the dude did it. It was just <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't expect that, man. It was like. I thought that it would just like wiggle a little yeah, bit, yeah. but no, nah, man, that thing boogied the fuck out of there. So I can say this. So like I, all the movies we've been watching, like I've been buying them on 4K just because I haven't had them and I was oh. like, I wanted to watch it. Well, if you watch it on that up there, holy shit, man. Yeah, man. no, it got me. It got me. I, was like, I jumped too, but I was like, it was, um, that was another thing I was going to say too. It's like the movie held up pretty good in 4K too. Mm. Like the, my only beef with it is like cheesy 80 sounds, mm. Like the cheesy 80 yeah. sounds. That is a problem. I my have the stuff one. I have for my music is too good for the cheesy eighty sound, so it mm. just sounds bad. But besides that, like oh. I have no complaints about like, that. That punch sound sounded just as bad in mine too. In my, <laughs> 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 it's like man, these, they 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 talk in like a MP4, but then man, when they punch, they punch in MIDI. <laughs> um, I was wondering why I used to make them sound as a kid. Then I watched these older movies, and it made sense. Yeah, that was just uh. <laughs> and it had like a like the the some of the things had like a ringing to it or like extra yeah stuff to it. But I mean, like no worse than our episode three. Yeah, mm. Fair enough. Mm. Fair enough. I hope no one goes back and looks at it. Oh shit! I'm gonna edit this out. Yikes! <clears throat> hmm? do, 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 do. But yeah, it was a um, it was a good movie. It was a good call, Breezy. Like it, um, and actually put in perspective, like you said, like you guys said, like Resident Evil and like all those other things that it uh definitely derived from. So like we've seen the movie, yeah. Without actually seeing the movie, yeah. But I'm like I'm glad we watched the source material though. Oh yeah, the source mm-hmm. material as good as the stuff that copied it is. The the original is a must watch because it just yeah they actually yeah. do that idea and you feel like you don't feel like with, with a lot of t- times you go back to the source material, you've been there, done that. But this still felt fresh. Yeah. 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 Like entirely fresh. Because like, then too, like you, you know, the human side of it is like you put yourself, you know, you'll, you'll tend to pick a character, or like pick somebody like you kind of identify with and like kind of like, all right, how would I react in this situation? Like, what can I do? What would I do? How would I work around it? And it's just like, you know, and it's like, it's very interesting to see. I always like trying to see who's going to die off, like trying mm-hmm. to figure out like, all right. How's it going to happen whenever? And I was surprised. Like, it didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. Mm-hmm. And like, it kind of got me at like almost every point on who was, uh, yeah. Besides yeah. Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell, I knew he was going to say, well, you know, survive yeah. quote unquote, because he's Kurt Russell, but mm-hmm. everyone else though, it was kind of like, I mean, keep, I didn't mean, think Keith Davis was going to make it, bro. Me neither. 
Yeah, I didn't expect that. <laughs> I kind of thought that. I mean, my if I had like going into it, I kind of thought it was gonna be Kurt Russell, the Doctor, and maybe one of the um the radio guy. Mm. I honestly didn't know who. I couldn't. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, I I messed up on it every yeah every turn. every turn. <laughs> <laughs> No, that that one scene, blood scene, basically just I could I had no hope after the blood. Yeah, because I'm like, you think dude is safe the whole time, and it's mm. like the dude they just they were merciless. That flamethrower though, <laughs> oh, that flamethrower, yeah, merciless. <laughs> Anyone can get that flamethrower. <laughs> oh man. Okay, but the ending. Let's let's talk. Let's talk ending. So again, open to interpretation. The ending, I'll just kind of give a brief explanation of it. At the very end, we get two survivors. You get Kurt Russell and Keith David. Keith David's the whole movie kind of like, kind of like the rival, um, at a certain point. Yeah. He, he kind of, at a certain point, uh, he tries to take the gun, um, from Kurt Russell and kind of step up as the leader. But at that point, Kurt Russell doesn't trust him. He trusts himself and doesn't trust Keith David at that point. Um, there's mutual respect because they're both, you know, um, leaders. Yeah. Um, and they're both like, I guess, I guess alphas. <laughs> Um, but at the very end, those are the last two left. But the thing had already like run roughshod, and uh, it's, yeah, it, it had already run roughshod, and it had took over quite a few people um, and killed whoever else was left. So at the very end, we have two survivors, and one of them could possibly could possibly be the thing. Right. And Keith David spent a considerably amount of time off camera. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so it. It could be this. It could be Keith Davis, the thing, and Kurt Russell's the only one left as a human. It could be Kurt Russell's the thing, because Kurt Russell had just done like a 15-minute battle with the actual thing, and there was an in-between time we didn't see, you know, the death of the thing and Kurt Russell traveling to where Keith David was, um, or they could both be human. That's Those are our, those are our options. What? I'll also uh, point out in the ending, uh, at the ending, the building has been destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, the They're trapped in the Antarctic. There's an Antarctic storm going around. Yeah. Um, they're being warned because the building is burning down, but that's not going to last forever. Mm-hmm. And once it lasts forever, if they're humans, they're going to freeze to death. If they're the thing, they're going to survive the freezing. Eventually, the U.S. Army is going to come to investigate. They're going to find the thing. And the thing is going to be let loose in America and it, it, it's going to win. And the thing is, because of uh, the situation that they're in with no way to contact anyone, no way to escape, it doesn't matter if the game's over, basically. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter if they're both humans or if they're both things. There's nothing that anyone can do to survive anymore. Yeah. So I'm going to backpedal like five minutes before there. And it's my same beef I had with the entirety of JoJo season four. When the one dude went off by himself, when he saw the thing crawl across the floor, oh, yeah, and he yeah. went by himself. Like, yeah, that, was, that pissed me off because I was just like, at that point, that told me like y'all just need to kill him off. Y'all never had a real rage to kill him off because it's like, I that trope I absolutely hate mm-hmm. in any type of horror survival. Any type of move like that, when a character goes off by himself and doesn't say anything, mm-hmm. and it's like when you spent ninety percent of the movie saying like, "Don't do that," <laughs> don't like, split the party. Yeah, and it's like that pissed me off. So like, if I got like one beef about it, it was that scene. Because okay. like, you take that scene out, huh. masterpiece. And it, I mean, I think it still is a masterpiece, but it's huh. like that. It, it just it broke it it broke the the illusion for me because I was like, this is dumb. Well, mm-hmm. yo, 
to be fair, we may be talking about the movie that created the trope in the first place. It's possible. That's possible. But then I hate the thing even more for making a damn trope. Because <laughs> I hate that trope. Hey, they just played their situation straight. You know, they're like, yo, if you leave, uh, you can get basically assassinated by a solid snake over here. Fitting, since Solid Snake is in the movie. Yeah. By the way, fun fact. Solid Snake, mostly based upon Snake Plissken from Escape from New York, was it? Possibly a movie that we might review one day. And Snake Plissken was played by? Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Anyway, but yeah. You see his luxurious hair, it makes sense. And some gorgeous hair. Gorgeous hair. Handsome man, I will say that. Anyway, yeah, we may be talking about the movie that actually created the whole skitter across the screen trope. So, you know, they can do it because they're not savvy from the horror movies yet. Mm. Nowadays, that's that's fair. I just that that just took me. I was just butthurt. I was like, because it was it was like you know, it was a couple parts that were kind of like you know slower parts in the movie. Overall, too, I kind I kind of feel like the movie could have been a little bit shorter because it's Mm. like some of the scenes I just felt was kind of little. Just kind of drawn out. That's actually what I liked about it. I liked the fact that it it put you in that scene. It kind of had you with the characters. I, I, I like the fact that it wasn't afraid to chew the fat a little bit. Yeah, and that's that's fair because I'm mean, like I definitely get that. And it's just like um like the even the opening scene, like them shooting the shooting at the dog. I def, that went on. Way yeah, okay, too fair long. enough. He way took too a- long. That dude took a lot of shots that he didn't need. Because <laughs> that's why. I was, so I was like going into the movie. I was really confused because I'm like one. Like, I get it, because he, he wasn't a rifleman. Because, like, in my head, like, the first thing you watch, and I'm like, dude, this is the rifleman in his helicopter? Why is he so terrible at the shot? Mm-hmm. And then you figure out, like, oh, no, he's just random scientist A, and I had a gun. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, all right, cool. But, like, that, just, that scene was a little too long. And there's a couple other scenes that were, like, a little long, but, I mean, like, that's minor. I, f- I forgot. In the beginning, though, this is the 80s, so they were doing the, the rolling credit intro. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I was, like, okay, I forgot mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, that was... Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean... I like all the little clues they give you towards the start of it too, because um, uh, uh, oh well, all the clues are awesome. But one of my favorite parts towards the beginning is like the slapstick way the Norwegian scientist died. You just <laughs> like, threw a grenade up in there. <laughs> yeah, that was free. <laughs> I like a little bit of comedy, like the, the darker movies. Yeah, well played. And, I, I, and I, again, too, that's why I like all the character interactions because like yeah. the banter you got from it. Because I mean, they pretty much told each other to, they each individually told each other to fuck off for like the first five minutes in yeah. some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Mm. Which one of you disrespectful men put your pajamas in my trash can? <laughs> just, 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 just. The 80s banter is just good in general, too. Yeah. It's just, just yeah. chaos. Just I, chaos. I do miss that. I miss just, just, just characters being characters, like, and just chewing up the scene. You know, yeah. even, even, you know, they aren't necessarily like, they aren't generic, but they aren't like, you know, like super duper. They, they seem realistic people. They seem realistic. Like, they're not That's super over the top. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, they have true. their likes, their dislikes, you know, and you have your, your character dynamics or however the they're, your yeah. character web. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. Overall, good watch. I don't watch. good watch. Would you guys, how you guys feel overall? I don't know if you guys want to do like a score or something. Do I ten uh, out of five? I, I don't really. I'm just trying to see how you guys yeah. feel. But I, I like overall, it. I'm glad you. I'm, overall, I'm glad you had me watch it. Um, oh, absolutely enjoyed it. Um, I'm not the biggest horror movie fan, but like I, 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 I could do more I, like this. Yeah, I, again, but it was more suspenseful, more sir. You know, uh, thriller. Thriller. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, like. Yeah. 
that I like. I just, you know, and so it's like, it definitely, you can definitely tell it defined the genre. Like, it's definitely yeah. one of those things that, like, everyone was like, the crazy the thing one. was when it first came out, it didn't do that well. It only really? did well, yeah. It was it was it, it was actually a failure when it first came out. It didn't mm. didn't even I don't even think it made back its uh what it spent. Shit, mm. yeah. It, it didn't become a cult classic until years and years later. Hey, it's yeah, probably when everyone realized that. that, like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. One of those, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Initially, the critics yeah. hated it. It didn't do too well. It didn't. Well, I can understand why know. critics hate it because at the time it was a two-hour movie, and at the time I think the longest movie was like a buck twenty, a buck thirty, or anything. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of those two-hour movies at the time in like the late seventies, early eighties, they got a lot of bad rating because of that. Because I did a um, a report, not a report, but like it was part of my um, mm-hmm. my movies class, mm-hmm. my historical movies class, because they had like they talked about like how movies have just naturally gotten longer because you know stories are getting more complicated. Um, you know, effects are getting better, so you can linger on scenes and stuff more. So I was like, just, just an interesting little hot take. Okay. Yeah. I, I figured that if it didn't do well, it may have been, critically, it may have been, like, because of the ending. Because downer endings tend to do Fair. worse. Mm. Most people, they they just want to see the hero win. Mm. And I'm like, this is like, yo, man, either the hero died or he's going to die when he freezes to death. Mm. And uh, you don't even know if uh, humanity is doomed or not. The end. <laughs> I, that can rub some people the wrong way. Yeah, especially when you like literally got action movies where like dudes are just blowing big guns and yeah. kiss the kiss the beautiful girl and yeah. then explosion behind them in the credits roll. So, mm-hmm. I mean, people want to feel powerful. They don't want to feel powerless. I like the mm-hmm. I like the mixture in this one though because it was like it was a very human movie. You know, nobody was like a superhero mm-hmm. with it. it. It took like a lot of willpower for them to even be like. All right, let's save the world if we can. Let's <laughs> like, yeah, we ha- we may have to die here. Yeah, he said he said we're gonna fucking die. There's oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, let's at least save the world while we're at it. And uh, they they because I mean that itself takes a lot of balls to like realize yeah. that like you're mm-hmm. I, you are going to die, but mm-hmm. like you can at least do what you can to save the next man. Yeah, or you know the rest of the <laughs> known population. I like I like like if you're gonna have a save the world thing. I love the fact that it's isolated and nobody's going to know about this shit. Y'all are just going to be corpses by the time the rest of the world. Knows yeah. Knows. That's what, what do they call that? Um, that test. It's like taking a cart back, taking a cart back. Uh, in the parking lot. Like yeah, when yeah, no yeah. one sees you doing something like the, I fear what it's called, but it's like to measure how you can measure how good of a person someone is, by like what they do when no one else is around. Right. It's like the cart test. Like if you, Get your groceries in the car. Do you take it back to the cart corral? Yeah. Or do you just leave it out in the middle of nowhere? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, like you know, yeah. I, I'm going to die here, but I'm going to save as many other people as I can. Yeah. And it's like, all right, cool. Yeah. Sack up moment. And I, f- I love the fact that they were they were just humans. They were just dudes. They could be killed easily. Um, mm-hmm. But they just, they had a mission and they were going to do it. Yeah. And die. <laughs> just a flamethrower. All you need is a flamethrower and some wits. Yeah. And you'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Flamethrower and for a while. Alright, I guess we can move on to the next one. Uh, this one I'm really curious about because I'm sure we are very similar opinions on the thing, but the next one, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, how'd you guys feel about that one? Okay, so it was a slow burn. Yeah. Um, to be honest, yeah. I had to force myself to sit through it in certain parts. Mm. Like for the first 30 minutes when, you know, the weird shit is slowly building up. But it's not actually uh, happening. Mm. I kind of, I did kind of trail off sometimes during there. Mm-hmm. 
But to be honest, I'll say, I think like the moment Jeff Goldblum showed up, he actually sort of like kept me from falling asleep. <laughs> Just I, so like when I read the uh, like you see the intro or whatever, and you're like, you say Jeff Goldblum, sorry. So like my like my head, I'm thinking of the Jeff Goldblum I know now. Where he's like this big character, like he's this big person, like he's been in everything, knows everybody. But then I had to like. Reset my expectation because I'm like, this is probably he's probably like a child in this movie, mm. and then he, he just comes in, he's just talking nonsense yeah. <laughs> for like first scene. He's just for like 20 minutes. The first like the first scene he's in, the first three or four <laughs> scenes he's in, he's just talking nonsense. I'm like who let that little brother upset? <laughs> That's what it seemed like. Like I, I didn't know what was he supposed like, to be here. Uh, he came in like a moody teenager, and he was just mad at the world. He's yelling. He's pissed mm. comes in with a book and he's like fuck this guy <laughs> this guy is shit I know, did you see Keeper keep Sutherland yeah Keeper keep Sutherland you no, just no, no. see is it Donald Sutherland Donald. yeah okay yeah. yes Donald's dad so Donald Sutherland is just kind of like be, trying to be big brother like yeah 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 but if you just, just, yeah, yeah. just go over here <laughs> yeah, please yeah wait what was what was their uh, relationship in the movie he just they were just old friends. They were just friends. They were just boys. It was, it was like a lot of quirky characters all of a sudden. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's a quirky <laughs> So, and, yeah. I yeah. had the dumbest moment in my life because I'm like, I read Leonard Nimoy like when, it, when the screen came up and I'm like, Who? I'm like, I know Leonard Nimoy. I know this name. And then he comes in on screen and like the first time you see like a side view and he's like hugging his lady's face or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, like this guy's weird. And then like I'm looking at him and he has this one scene where he does like one of these and I'm like, Spock? Yeah. And I was like, Leonard Nimoy Spock. I'm like, you're a moron. <laughs> well, yeah, suddenly Xehanort comes in. Yeah. And, uh... Seaman. Yeah. Just hair. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's hair. Hair and teeth. Hair yes. and teeth. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it was a slow burn. Yeah. But it did get really eerie really quickly. Mm-hmm. And then it just got the, the the paranoia I feel in here was even worse than in the thing yeah. mm-hmm. because uh, there's something about just having a few people mm-hmm. in a isolated place who may or may not be creeps and, and mm-hmm. it's another thing of being out in the middle of a crowded city street and you have people just stop and start grimming you and, and screaming. you you know <laughs> you know that they're coming after you eventually so um. I'm not sure what to say about it, but there was a point in the movie where it went from suspense to action all of a sudden, mm. and um, I feel like that part that part may have kind of kind of spoiled the the magic of it because mm. I, I don't feel like it was meant to be an action film. This was most, this was best when it was suspense, and um, when it turned to an action film, you know, he's running over rooftops, you know, uh, <laughs> burning down buildings and stuff. That was, I guess it was. It was ultimately futile, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, what do you guys feel about it? How'd you enjoy? It? So, I hated that little love story plot that was there. Like, yeah, that, that was weird. That it was super weird because like, it's like they presented them. Like, are they married? It's like, is this? An, are they having an affair? That's like, the thing. It's like because they presented to me, they presented them like as like friends, and like he wanted to smash, but like she was like clearing a relationship with the other dude, and like it was kind of like. You know, it, it's that way. Like, I kind of have feelings for you, but, like, we're still good enough friends. Like, yeah. I'd rather be your friend or whatever. And that was the weirdest fucking kiss. Oh, yeah. When they were under this, under this. 1970s, we're about to die kiss. Yeah. And I was like, I, that took me out. 
the action, the the switch from the switch of genre in the movie was kind of weird, but like I kind of got it in the moment because it's like I think it was kind of like the situation at the end where it's like you know I'm going to die, like I think I'm going to die, so it's like do what I can to kind of um the first like thirty minutes of the movie, I think you just just fucking cut that out because <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was it was this, weird. It was the required setup, but it was and I I don't yeah. think it is. Like, I think, honestly, you could have did with that first 30, 35 minutes in a movie, you could have did it in, like, a 10-minute, 5, 10-minute scene. I'm That's curious true. how the original did it in the 50s. Because this, this one very much so felt 70s. It felt so quirky. Like, the characters were, like, these smart, affluent, um, neurotic, uh, weird characters. Yeah. And they, weird protagonists. It worked, because I liked your, your so you get um, Kiefer Sutherland, the main girl, Elizabeth, um... Jeff Goldblum, and I don't remember his wife's name, but like I like the the four of them. Yeah, they were different enough to be like their own individual, like stand on their own individual um, legs of their characters. I like but their uh, professions too. Like yeah, they were uh, random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, different. Food, uh, food <laughs> inspector. Uh, both of them worked in the health department. Then spa, mud spa operator. Yeah, yeah the other two, and he was like a poet too. And it, it was just, to be cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was interesting, and I like the um, I like the dynamics they had with each other. And like, two another thing is like in my head, I don't remember like as a kid, I remember watching eighty movie. They they were super bro centric, mm. you know. What early movies I should say I watched, they were super bro centric, and like it wasn't many females in them, or mm. like or female leads besides like the dance in distress. Mm. So it was like nice to see like. They had women in the movies, mm. but they were also intelligent women, and they actually had like a role in the movie. And they weren't just like ass and titties. The best mm. one was uh, Jeff Goldblum's girl. She was yeah, like yeah, smart, super smart. And she had a vendetta. She had a she held a grudge. She had a, a spine. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the uh, the main female lead was sort of like a damsel. Yeah, yeah. She was she was more damsely for sure. But the thing the the thing that I uh, that kind of kind of got me though it's like i didn't know why how she was surviving in the the mix of like she said like to turn off your emotions and you know just kind of walk through them or whatever but it, to me it felt like that aspect of the movie felt like it was kind of turned on and turned off like whenever she, whenever it needed. she did it the only the only reason other characters fell is because they had the damsel with them um because she, she messed it up think for, about uh, it yeah yeah she, yeah, messed yeah. Up, oh. she twisted her ankle and then you know Dang, she was just dead weight afterwards. Oh, huh? Think remember, about it. Holy remember the shit. dog with the man's face? Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just screamed. And that's, <laughs> that warned the whole crowd that they were, yep. you know. I mean, like I didn't scream watching it, but I definitely made a face, though. I didn't expect <laughs> just sudden body horror, you I know? knew it was going to happen because, like, because when they tried to wake him up, I'm like, you're gonna fuse these two fucking characters. They're gonna fuse the dog and the man together. <laughs> I just knew it was gonna happen. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that one scene was, um, was weird. So, another thing too that got me is like, alright, so when they called the cops, when, uh, he took, he took Elizabeth out the apartment and, like, they called the cops and the cops got there and they, you know, obviously her body wasn't there, but I'm like, that room with all them plants and shit, and no one thought that was weird though. <laughs> Cause in my in my head I'm like, all right, it's not a body here, 
But like this is fucking weird because this is the middle of the house. Mm. And you just had this random room in your bedroom that's just completely full of pots and flowers and shit. That was her actual room though before the plant shit. That that was her thing. Shit, that that was was room. it there? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. there. Okay, I missed that part. <laughs> yeah. I must have missed that part earlier because like I was just like, no one thinks this is weird. Yeah. But that makes sense now. Because okay. she was a, she was a plant hobbyist, and I guess yeah. they just had a shit ton of money, so they just had a whole fucking green room in the middle, like next to their bedroom, basically. And, uh, mm-hmm. that's when they found, okay. um, she had earlier found, like, the poop flower. Yeah, I remember, the, I remember finding, um, yeah. the actual flower, the little yeah. pink thing at the beginning. Yeah. How'd you guys feel about the mechanics of the, uh, cause this, this was kind of the weird part, the mechanics of the alien possession body swapping thing. It's kind of convoluted. I, I didn't think it was super convoluted cause it was more or less like, you know, a plant. That grows people, mm-hmm. you know, just copies the DNA and recreates the person. The the weird part about it, I will say, is the fact that it deletes the other person. Yeah, just the soul swap thing. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Was supernatural. I guess so, I would have yeah. rather they just copy the person. Yeah, and then like maybe try to kill the original version of itself. Kinda, yeah. I think I would have preferred that, but I mean, I was kind of like, yeah. So I, I I finally at the end I finally understood exactly how the mechanic worked, and it works the same way a slime mold eats where it, it envelops the person mm. and just absorbs them mm. uh, and it, it apparently it just waits until they fall asleep and that's why once you fall asleep it's able to get you from almost anywhere because mm. the entire city had actually been seeded by that rain oh, so there was just yeah. a fine film of alien fuck plant everywhere oh. and once you fall asleep you just start to remember when I told you I was playing Fear and Hunger, yeah. and um, I found a, uh, a a semen house, and I went to sleep in a house of semen, and I turned into semen and died. Okay. Well, that's yeah. actually exactly what happens in Invasion of the Damn Body Snatchers. I thought it was like, that, but on a smaller level. But I think the way you explain it makes it make a lot more sense. Because I thought what was happening too. was that the pods, yeah. their bodies, and they were like slow, like a little bit of a cocoon was spreading over, and there was like stuff we couldn't see. So it's basically yeah. what you just explained, but like on a bigger scale, like throughout yeah, the, yeah. So like um, anywhere, if you fall asleep and uh, you get ate, you get sent to the nearest pod, and out comes body snatcher. Yeah. It's just the movie. I guess they just didn't have the effects for it. It came off like basically that the the body snatchers are kind of like absorbing your soul or whatever. Yeah, that's kind of the way I interpret it too. But yeah, yeah right. Yeah. It makes it like make a lot more sense. I, I didn't get it until the damsel died, mm. and you see her oh, just yeah. straight up. Yeah. And finally, we could see that. No, man, this shit happens fast. Yeah. <laughs> like oh yeah, because like it kind of pres- I guess earlier it does make you think that like it happens like super super slow. The yeah. other thing too I thought was weird was like the nosebleed thing. I didn't know what you know. I don't know if that was it, like a plot point they just didn't do. It takes your weaknesses. It takes everything to recreate your physical. Oh, that was that was, that was what they meant. Yeah, it was creating oh. him, and he he was weak to uh, saunas because he was skinny as shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. I didn't realize okay. that. Yeah. That okay. makes sense. Okay, okay. Yeah, it just it just doesn't copy the soul, emotion, whatever gives you your whoosh. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it copies a soul or anything. I do know that it eats you and takes some memories. So, yeah. There's another one of those things that you don't get to really know whether or not you actually are you afterwards. Mm. Probably not. That's not how eating works. Mm. But um, I can certainly tell you. But, say, let's um, let's talk about the ending. 
right? I'm sure this is the oh, part yeah, we've yeah. all yeah, this been is, this is about. The ending is the whole reason I wanted y'all to watch the movie. Yeah. yeah. I was. I can see how it can be memed, but mm. at the same time, I'll say, mm. it was a masterpiece. Yeah. Just that last scene, that was horror. It's like, <laughs> they look though, it, it's dumb no. when it's uh, taken out of context, nah, but after you watch that entire movie nah, and then see that ending, it's kind of nightmare fuel. Bro, it is nightmare fuel. <laughs> Donald Sutherland's like, face just morphing into <laughs> evil turtles. The sound and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. find out, oh shit, we lost. Yeah. And it's like, yes, kill all humans. Yep. I love it. Downer ending all the way. And her, 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 her terror, like the fact that she could do all that acting without like moving. She was in one spot in her full range of terror. You felt it. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's more of a one. It was because it was so many layers of her terror too. Cause it was mm-hmm. just like, oh, I've been up all night. Mm-hmm. I finally found a homie. Mm-hmm. You find, so you find out like your last friend is gone. Mm-hmm. You find out they're actually a body snatcher. You find out you're probably the last person. In, in like city. the city, <laughs> yeah. and then you just, and then you know, you got to realize that that moment of realizing the defeat, like oh. actual yeah. utter defeat. You are also probably about to either die or experience a fate worse than death. Mm. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I felt her terror, in the, her terror in that minute. I was like, damn, just be faking nails. To be fair to them, they were very polite about the whole thing. They didn't like. Beat the shit anybody they didn't like. Oh man, you don't cut beat you your up. food before you eat it, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know. Yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, they didn't walk into nice. Like, yeah, we just gonna put you to sleep. Yeah, you know, we just go to sleep, sleep and that's it, bro. Shh, shh, yeah. Shh, you remember what they uh what uh Spock said? He's like, "There's, you know, we 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 don't want to harm you. Yeah. We come in peace. There won't be any <laughs> pain or hatred yeah. or love after we're done with you. Yeah, go to sleep. Yeah." I mean, out of out of all the ways to get assimilated or to get you know to experience that, I, I think that's fair. Yeah, especially would, you know in the seventies, like everything was about a metal probe being shoved in your ass. So I mean, like this is a nice nice twist. I just accept it. Once Donald Sutherland starts screaming at me like that, all right, <laughs> all right. I might start running, but you know, I mean, yeah, you're gonna yeah, you ain't gonna get nowhere. Just just as a human reflex, like let me just try something. But. Yeah. Yeah, I I I kind of I don't know. Like it was uh, um, I like that his character was just odd enough that like that last scene you kind of didn't know until yeah. the like the last scene leading up to the final scene mm-hmm. you didn't really know like maybe you know is he pretending still like is he just turned over the motions pretend like he's uh just to mm-hmm. get by to see if he can figure something out mm-hmm. and then you get the you know like, all right all right yeah. yeah it was enough it was enough like you said enough uh there. Yeah. To make you go, because he kind of looked at the girl and stuff like that a couple times, and uh, yeah, at the very end, I, you pretty much know at that point because because yes. because it's a big time cut, and before that, it's the flashlight into into the camera, so it's like okay, he got caught. So you assume he got caught, um, but then you just you're just hoping against hope that he didn't get caught. Yeah, and then yep, yeah, at the very end of it, scene was perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. perfect. The dead trees. That was a nice creepy touch. Too. Yeah, yeah. The dead trees. That was like, oh man, that's the desolation of the human race, perfectly signified by this rows upon rows of dead trees, and then. 
this motherfucker right here. <laughs> Finish her. <laughs> and I was uh I was pleasantly surprised but I liked the again there's another movie where I really liked them. Um I'm just really liking the older movies that just chew the scenery up where you could just like just be there. It it would the movie was probably way longer than it should have been, but I I actually like that. I actually like yeah, the. Like I said, I like when you true the fact mm. when you got like the characters interacting with each other. Yeah. I'll take that all day. But like yeah. the, that beginning, mm. that lead up where it's just like stuff is happening that wasn't necessarily mm. referenced or like stuff you can do smaller. Mm. It's like yeah, like if you're gonna do if you gonna do character interaction, take as much time you need to build those characters, build those relationships, because it makes mm. it puts more weight on the decisions that they make later on. Mm. But it's like if it's like characters happening or like a scene that needs to actually like. You need to take in an entire scene, like maybe mm. it's like a gun on the wall or something that like comes into play later. Like if it doesn't have like elements like that in there, mm. it's like and see that's that's where I'm of the different mind because like I definitely noticed that because in both of these movies, it just it just gave you more of a it just it was just world building. It was just it just added to that particular world and the the mentality of it between now and then is that now every scene. I mean back then every scene meant something because it put you in the world. But now every scene has to convey specific information to you about the plot nowadays. Like, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, just, that's the main difference. Like, if I watch The Thing and I watch Invasion of the Body Snatchers, it's like, I'm just here. I'm just in this world. The first, you know, what, 15 minutes of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, just kind of filling out the role of Donald Sutherland, his his whole world, how his world operates. Because it is a strange world. Like, all these people, like, he knows, like, a, a guru psychic life coach guy yeah um he knows a poet mud mud massager guy like it's weird but uh mm-hmm. it it's kind of fleshes out honestly you could put anybody in this role um to make the movie more straightforward but i like the weird quirky yeah so um, i didn't like his i didn't dislike his character at all i just yeah just did you like the uh the scenes of him like doing like the food inspector stuff like uh because because it's so, so i have a personal vendetta against just working in restaurants yeah like, i just don't like food inspectors because they're they're dicks like <laughs> yeah. they're just dicks like don't get me wrong that food inspector in that place he did his job because that was a rat turd rat food. Turd. <laughs> that's disgusting <laughs> that's disgusting but like um it's just in my experience with like anyone that's been like a health safety type of role they're just dicks hmm. and it's like it pisses me off, though, because it's like, I've always worked in, like, pristinely clean places. Like, you know, we've always been, like, one of our higher standards, like, keeping clean, making sure we maintain temperatures and everything. And it's like, you know, we're not perfect. So, you know, something's off or something's messed up, whatever, you know. You're supposed to have, like, different rules, different regulations. You get a certain amount of time to fix it. Like, certain things that cost are more points, than, like, if it, uh, if it happens, repeat offenses and whatever. But it's like, no matter who it is, they've always just been dicks. And, and it's like, I get it. You're here to do a job. And like, you know, it's a very necessary job. And like, you know, you are keeping people alive. Like, but it's like, you're still, you still be a human being, bro. And it's just like, I, I've never, I've only had like one or two positive experience with like health inspectors. Cause they're just, they're just mean for the sake of being mean. And cause it's one of those things. It's like, you, you, it's a situation where you already know that everyone is on edge when you're in a room. Mm. So it's like, it, to me, it feels like, they're the, they're the cops that are out to hurt people. Mm. Cause it's like, you, the you know, power. people are always on edge because like, you know, you're a health department and like, you know, 
and especially in like they, they target newer employees because like usually you get the same person there and like you find someone that's newer who may not know everything and it's like as a manager you try to teach them and like you can't catch everything and sometimes you just don't give a fuck I ain't gonna lie that happened with me one time actually I was like the new guy in the kitchen at one of my older jobs and we had the health inspector come and they spent a considerable amount of time just talking to me and I was trying my best not to be a narc <laughs> yeah and that's a, and this thing too is like so it's all those things together that like I don't I don't I don't care for health inspectors so I mean like I have my biases against them like to begin with and I was just like ugh but I mean still got no beef with his character whatever just like you know mm-hmm. a little bit of personal beef with the the assholes of the world but I mean I like how they treated him like a health inspector in the movie. (laughs) Oh, just the mad disrespect? Yeah, and then at the end, he came out, his windshield all messed up, and they're just standing there. I mean, you don't know (laughs) I'm just smoking a cigarette. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, They probably got assimilated anyway. But, how did you guys feel about the musical score? Actually, for this one, I didn't even notice it. I thought it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> it, it just it felt out of place. Like the they didn't convey it wasn't conveying the emotion I think they were trying to convey. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. I say that right, yeah, whatever they, I was whatever I was supposed to feel in that scene, the music <laughs> didn't didn't work with well with that. I agree with that. I felt it was very very Hitchcocky, mm. and I'll say one thing I'll give movies nowadays. Nowadays, we know how to use silence to build tension mm. rather than discordant <laughs> sounds, uh, orchestral soundtracks, or random sound jump scares. Mm. Yeah, because silence is sometimes ten times more terrifying than anything you can put in the scene. Yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking about the the recent horror movies, like a uh, thing like like Annabelle. That there, most of that movie. No wait, wasn't like. All that movie was there a soundtrack to Annabelle? I don't, I don't think so. But I feel mm. like Annabelle had some tension building silence. Video games, uh, Resident Evil knows how to use silence. Holy crap! Silent Hill is all silent. Yeah, just all silent. Yeah. <laughs> it's scary because of that. Dead Space, it's silent till your ass gets jumped, and then. The <laughs> Once you get jumped, it turns on the soundtrack. You guys remember yeah. that? It's yeah. silent until you actually see the enemy, no matter how close to you it is. The first time it scared the shit out of me because it just goes into this loud ass music, and I'm like, oh, fuck. And it's meaningful. It's loud because it's fucking here, and mm. it is trying to kill you right now. Mm. But um, mostly in this movie, it was a lot of a lot of that orchestral seventies. I was actually gonna say like fifties, yeah, old yeah. school sound. Like you're super old school, and it just it, like, mm. it would have been better if it was just silent in those parts, just no soundtrack. Mm. That would have built tension. Damn, I didn't even yeah. know the movie had music. That's I. I think I noticed it so much because of um two 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 of the classes I took. One of them, like my video editing class, and our um professor, she was like really big into like the music matching. The mm-hmm. matching what it is because we had a, one of our projects we had to like make a video and like it had to be completely silent. You had to have the music pretty much tell the story for you. Mm-hmm. And another one was my um my storyboarding teacher and he was just like his big thing was like you need to be tell be able to tell your story completely with nothing, no sound, no voices, no everything. Like you're you should be able to tell your complete storyboard your complete story with just storyboarded pictures. Mm-hmm. And so it's like with those things like with those in my mind it's like so I see like special effects and music. 
are like, they need to be perfect, even better than the movie itself, because it's like, you shouldn't have to use those to tell what you need to tell. Mm. So it's like, I always notice the music and everything, because it's like, it, you shouldn't be here. Like, you, you shouldn't need it here. So if it is here, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm not consuming it. I want it to be the best, you know. Because, I mean, like, mm. you, you've already post. You already shot the movie. You already edited the movie. And it's just like, you, we just slapped some fucking ass music on. It's like, why did you go through <laughs> steps A through Z already just to go be like, eh. Mm. Just that uh, checklist thing. Yeah. Yeah. But one movie I would say I recommend um, that does the music perfectly is Baby Driver. Oh, yeah. I need to watch that. Anyway. That whole music score, that, mu- that movie did it backwards mm. where the music tells you the movie. Instead of the mm-hmm. music existing in the movie, like the whole movie is based around like the music, and the music tells you the story kind of deal. Because mm-hmm. like every track and everything, all the music does it, and it, it's very, very well made. Mm-hmm. That's all I hear. I keep hearing that. Just, just what you just said. Very, very well. Like probably one of my favorite like score. Like the movie doesn't have like it's a lot of like music, like actual like songs and stuff. But it's like it's put together so well that like the score, whoever did that, kudos, kudos. But yeah, Raging the Bright Snatchers, I don't know. I'd like, I def- so my thing was, I like the thing more. I like the thing oh, a lot oh, more than I like yeah, the Invasion same. of the Body Snatchers. Yeah. But I, I didn't dislike Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I thought it was a very well put together movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like, final thoughts, it could have been shorter. Like Ryan said, take the music out or, you know, remix the music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, I don't know, I think that's, I, I think that, in my opinion, takes it from, I say, a mid movie to a high mid or high, you know, a high tier movie. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. I think, um, legendary. I love the tone of yes, it, yes. especially at the end. These somber movies, they're, they're just not, they're not movies that you see nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, people don't like downers like that, but I personally love downer endings because psychological horror is like my jam. Mm-hmm. So the thing and Vasil of the Body Snatchers. Chef's Kiss, this is exactly what I am into horror movies for. I don't want to see heroes win. Dang. <laughs> okay. I just don't. So uh, I love it for Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I kind of wish that they took the action part and just sort of like cut it in half. Yeah. Because I feel like that was sort of like a weak point of the movie. Um, the thing, perfect all the way through. Nice. Full stop. Yeah, I feel like, uh, Invasion of Body Snatchers walk so that thing could run. I yeah. think, uh, I don't think the thing yeah. would have been as strong as it was if Body Snatchers didn't exist. Um, that said, with Body Snatchers, really liked it. I really liked the, uh, the quirky characters. I really liked the, mm-hmm. they really took advantage of the 70s setting. Like, that movie is super 70s. And I, I appreciate movies like that so we can look at it and see, like, the period piece and, uh, you know, just see how life was back then. Um, I wasn't expecting the quirky, quirky ass characters. <laughs> I wasn't expecting them to be like affluent. Um, and in a lot of ways, they were kind of unlikable, but, uh, th- yeah, that, that made them kind of likable to me just because it was a bunch of them together and they bounced off each other really well, yeah. like you said, with the characters. Jeff Goldblum was weird 
him coming in there and his whole existence in that movie was kind of out of pocket, but <laughs> I think a lot of characters in that movie were kind of out of pocket. Fair, <laughs> yeah. They say when things start to get boring, just throw in a gun, right? Yeah. Jeff Goldblum was that gun. I hate this book. <laughs> <laughs> like, what does he do? That one scene when they were over talking each other. Like, what is this scene? Oh, like, what are we doing here? It's not talking about the scene when they walked out the house and like when he went to go get her help. And like Leonard Newmore just saw um, Jeff Goldblum walking around. He just pinned him up. And was like, <laughs> he's like, how did that make you feel? And I'm like, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, that's I was like, like what? <laughs> that's what all the random characters like just came to work. Because it was a very straightforward movie until like they introduced <laughs> Leonard Nimoy and Jeff Goldblum in the same scene. Then it just went full chaotic. Then I was just like, who are these bohemian, crazy, affluent, rich weirdos? But then that made me like the movie even more because it, it was kind of quirky. Um, I, I do agree the action part was weird. It almost felt obligatory. Um, I think the movie would have yeah. been better focused if it was like... I guess the thing had its action parts too, but it just... It fit in the thing. It fit in the yeah. thing. In the thing, this was a fight. Yeah. It, this is a... Uh, it wasn't like an action movie fight. This was like yeah. a fight to the death. Yeah. Against yeah. a wild animal. Yeah. And a biohazard at the same time. <laughs> right. so, yeah. yeah. Let's say, yeah. That's crazy because they were two completely. It was the same threat, but they, they were two completely different. You got two completely different vibes from it. The body snatcher was like a little bit more chill than the thing. The thing was just like. If you went in dark alone, I'm going to snatch you up. We didn't know enough about the body snatchers for them to fight it like they did in the thing. Mm. Like, for instance, I didn't yeah. realize how it was working until the very last death, you know, when the, the damsel died. Yeah. And I realized that because she died in the middle of buttfuck nowhere after <laughs> falling asleep, I was like, wait a minute. I remember the friggin' rain seeded the whole city. That's yeah. why she died. Yeah. I didn't know it until you explained that to me 20 minutes ago. We were talking yes, about it. In, in the thing, you know, they had the magical 1982 computer that did that very riveting animation that showed you how assimilation worked. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's exactly how assimilation I mean, works. It, it, was, it gave me the point yeah. across. Yeah. 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 Like, with them pixelated pictures. I yeah. mean, like, it, it worked. It, it, it worked. And they also knew that fire worked somehow because they saw all that gasoline from before and all those burned bodies. So they were able to figure it out that, hey, this thing hates fire. We have random fucking flamethrowers for some reason. I, I didn't mean to. I forgot about that, but I assume they just, usually bring that shit I'm on? only going to. I accepted it because they're in Antarctica. So I assumed they would need a flamethrower to like. Melt ice for some reason or other. I, mean, I don't even know what they were researching, so I couldn't. I couldn't. I don't know. I don't know. Man, researching grass types. Yeah, that's, I'm, just, I'm just saying, man. if you were in the middle of an ice wasteland, okay, I do bring my Charizard with me. That's, that's true. What I'm saying. You know? mm-hmm. no, you're going to ice tundra land. You know, bring some fire. But that's because I expect to find some pillow swine and, and some some cloisters. How do and, they? Uh, how do they like narrow out? How do they make caves in Antarctica? Do they like? Do they like dig it out or do they do they like flamethrower it out? Let's just go flamethrower because it sounds. I'm cool. gonna say flamethrower just because it's like they they always it's seem like, like circular. Sp- yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. All right, but yeah, yeah. The thing they had they had the training, they had the equipment, they had the knowledge to fight mm-hmm. back, and they were so, technically military. It, it wasn't like a military base per se, but it was. A mil- they would at least have basic levels. training. Yeah, they all went through boot, and um, to be honest. 
they also freaking outnumbered their enemies, which is something True. major. The body snatchers cannot. True. So <laughs> that's the thing about the body snatcher. Like it was chill, right? Like it, it just waited for you to fall asleep until they until they just got tired of dialing some of the shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, um, <laughs> they, like, they didn't take those steroids. They would have put him to sleep right there. That is true, man. Um, oh, like, oh, take five. Two yeah. weeks oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so said that, I was just like, like what? Because it was speed, like straight up speed. And I'm like, bro, and he knew, he knew. He was like, we got to stay up for days. <laughs> like, fuck it. Um, but the threats, okay. The the body snatchers were passive. Um, and the thing was more active, but the body snatchers was a way bigger threat because they multiplied so fucking fast. So yeah, fast. That's true. fast. They were like already on like military ships, you know, within like, I don't know how the time difference, but within at least like a week or a couple yeah, of days. Says, yeah, probably says a week, but yeah. Yeah. They were, they were already harvesting big ass plant sentiments elsewhere. I feel like, uh, Sutherland and them just found out about it late because, uh, it must have already been in the top. That's my thought too is like they find, like, it was already a thing, and um, they found it like because like that actually makes sense with Parasite too. Where I really liked Parasite, mm-hmm. so it's a tiny, tiny bit of a spoiler for Parasite is that um, it takes it takes place in like one place in Japan, but they make a reference that it's going on across the world. But they don't, the story only follows Japan. Like you never get like a a world view. You only get like a very isolated view. So like in my head, looking at, it, I kind of just assumed it was kind of like that. Like it was already. Mm-hmm. A thing existing, and like they, the main characters are just finding out about it. So I was like, "Yeah, I mean, yeah. it makes sense because I mean, like you said they probably fucking ships going everywhere." So. Yeah, yep. it was man, it, it was it was a wrap because by the time he tried to leave, you know, big ass plants everywhere <laughs> already. His face at that point, yeah, it was done though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just a man defeated. Yeah. He goes back and I'm like, Elizabeth. <laughs> He's just holding her like he goes back and his girl dies. Yep. Damn. Yeah, she she really got... folds into herself in his arms. <laughs> yep. She, it's got okay. she came back better at, right afterwards though. Yeah. 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 She's like, yeah. yeah, just come on, bro. It's good. You Join know, us. Chilling. Join us. <laughs> also, this is like it's funny to me. If this didn't exist. <laughs> This is the most important thing right here. If this didn't mm. exist, there would be no baby in Dragon Ball GT. This is this, uh, is that this, true? this this walk so that baby could soar. <laughs> I don't for a writer, I don't know if you understand the definition of soar. <laughs> so we're gonna um, hey. we're gonna look into that on camera. Hey baby possessed Vegeta, man. There, there's baby Vegeta. Uh that's it. That's, That's it. Did you watch? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like, um, you know, guys, like, let us know what you felt, how you felt. Did you watch them? Did you not watch them? Are you gonna watch them now? Cause we talked about them. If not, it's cool too. But as usual, may your bed stay warm, your pillow stay cold. Yeah. Stay perfect, chat. Peace. I got. I got. I got. My-